0: Hello and welcome to the sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect. I'm Rina the Annabil aka Mommy Imperfect and this is the podcast where each and every week I explore womanhood and I speak to fabulous females who are all rewriting the rules to be the best version of themselves and inspiring other women to do the same. So this episode is all about love. Now, you know, as we know, love is a very strong force and my guest this episode ended up moving across the world to support the love of her life. Amrit Kaur is the woman behind coaching service Core Confidence. She helps South Asian women who are struggling with guilt, shame and family pressure of being in an interracial relationship and she's here to tell me a bit more about that and to talk about her own love story. So welcome to the sisterhood of Mummy Perfect, Amrit. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. I'm very excited to speak to you. Well, for various reasons, but also um, it's always nice to speak to a fellow Cov girl. Um, yeah. I learned recently <laughs> that you're from Coventry, my hometown, which is good.
1: Yeah, I was... I was so shocked. I was like, I never find anyone who's from the Midlands. And then you
0: were like, oh, you actually know where Coventry is. I was so happy. <laughs> I Do you know what? I've, I've spoken to another couple of people on here from Coventry as well, actually. It's like, yeah, cop girls, I tell you, like, we're making waves in our own way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I've got loads that I want to talk to you about. But yeah. um, the first thing is I want to hear about your love story, actually. So just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah,
1: so... Um... Where do I start? It's We've been together for 16 years now. So Lewis and I met in school, um, in secondary school at, in Coventry. Um, I wasn't looking for a relationship or anything. Um, it, it's one of those things, I know it sounds so cliche when I say it, but it just kind of happened. Um, we were in sixth form and we kind of just clicked, like we just got on. And I wasn't like thinking, oh, you know, he might become my boyfriend, but I really felt, and I I call it this because I think it's the best way I can explain it, um, a soul connection. Like when you connect with someone at the soul level, like I felt like I knew him. Like it was so weird because I've literally just met him and I've been in that school for years and never like got like past him or um, like cross paths. But here we were we met and we just got on, we were talking, having laughs and you know how you are at that age. Um, And it just clicked and it got deep very quick and I realised, oh shit, oh sorry, I'm allowed (laughs) allowed to say what you want, love, it's not BBC. (laughs) Um, Like, I realised this was more than friendship and yeah, I wanted more than friendship because of how amazing this guy was, but he was black and... That was a big issue for me and my family because we were told from a very young age, you know, you're not allowed, to, firstly, you're not supposed to be dating. You're not supposed to be with boys at that age. And secondly, you're not supposed to be with anyone who's black or Muslim. Whites you could just about get away with back then. Um, but yeah, don't like go outside of our community. Um, don't even think about it. Yeah. So it was a very difficult decision but it also was like not difficult because it was like made for me um like people say oh it was your choice to be with him and I feel like there's a choice involved of course but also I felt like I couldn't because of that soul connection it's like you found your person and people talk about a soulmate and um I really feel like that he is my soulmate so how would I have let that go I don't know how to explain that so much yeah I'm still trying through my page and stuff
0: but yeah so no I understand what you mean and you can let that go I've no I know people who have let that go and it's you know it 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 messes you up inside to let that go especially if you know that I may not get this again and I've I've actually had yeah, yeah conversations
1: with women like that through um like coming out on to social media about it, um, skipping forwards. And yeah, you're totally right. People have said that they've let it go and regret it.
0: I, 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 there's, there's a lot of people that I speak to who are, you know, younger than me in my age, even older. And they're looking for love. They're looking for mm. that special connection. And, you know, you know, as well as I do, that's not easy that is not a given. It's not easy to find, you know, there's people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older than you, I think. And like, you know, people over 40, like they're, you know, really looking for something. And is when you find something that is special and you know that that's my person, like i I truly believe that, you know, you do have to kind of grab it with both hands because yeah. it's, if that passes you by, you don't know if that's going to come again in life. 100%.
1: Like I've, it's so sad when I have the conversation with them and they say, "Yeah, the pressures of my family of like, a disappointing my parents was too much." But I really regret it. And you're totally right. It's like they're, um, in like my age, so mid thirties, going on to the forties, still trying to find someone with that connection. But just they can't get that back. And they ask me, you know, what should I do? And I'm just like, I don't know. I've, I, <laughs> I've been in my relationship for so long because I've, I've lucky enough to have been the youngest on my dad's side so my dad's the youngest of three brothers um and two sisters so I've seen a lot of relationships with cousins as well where they did do the right thing you know they got an arranged marriage they got with the guys that their parents wanted and some didn't work some did um but I also felt that kind of pressure and like I didn't want that for myself I knew that on some kind of level as well so when I did meet Lewis it was just like wow this is this is something special but what also I I realized the other day because um just touching on being in Angola was my my culture from like watching Bollywood films and growing up in Hindi like Bollywood films is like that's what they teach you like go find the love of your life and you're gonna live happily ever after and you know you have these like turbulent times and yeah um this happens that happens but at the end everything you know works out so i think subconsciously, i have that in me like i'm gonna find the love of my life
0: and and the thing is like we watch these things with our families and stuff and that you know They'll be like, Oh, can you sorry of film, Siggy? What a lovely love story! You try and do it in real life, and they're like, Oh my god, how dare you do that? How dare you fall in love in real life?
1: <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. So,
1: I think like I always had that kind of um love story in the back of my head, but yeah, going back to Liz, it was it took me um five years to pluck up the courage to tell my dad and mom about our relationship. Um, I when they first actually they first found out when I was in school because um um I had a love bite and I was so naive back then and I was like oh my god like like I tried to hide it and stuff but I got caught and my dad was like they sat me down and was like what's going on like what is happening and then at that time because I was like literally gonna go to uni they were like look this is just like puppy love you know you're young you, you kids do this just break it off get get over it and carry on you know you got more important things to do with university and stuff and I was just like I was so like traumatized by them finding out and like um shocked that it all happened I was just like okay okay like you just agreed to get out the situation yeah. so Lewis and I like broke up for one day <laughs> <laughs> one day Because I was like, I told them I'd do it. So I tried it and I was like, this is so horrible. It was like the worst day of my life, like not talking to him, just even having that feeling. And I, you know, people laugh about it being one day, but it was literally one of the worst days of my life because having the thought of, oh, I won't see him, I'm not allowed to speak to him, I'm not allowed to, you know, be around him in that way. It really made me open my eyes and think, is that what I want for the rest of my life? Is that what I'm willing to give up? Um, So in a way, they kind of like made me make my decision stronger. (laughs) So, yeah, we had to, um, we got back together. But I said to him, look, it has to be a secret. My family, my parents, they're not going to accept this. Um, And I don't know if they ever will. We even had, you know, talks about maybe um, us having to be, doing it alone. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, I went off to university in a different city in Nottingham. So we were a bit freer there, able to hang out a bit more. Um, But the stress of it was a lot. Having that kind of anxiety, stress, um, really affected my health a lot. Like, I didn't realise my physical health was really declining until i was like towards the end of my first year at uni and i was having really bad stomach pains and i went to the doctor and they said um oh you know we think you've got something really serious but i wasn't listening to them like when you're young you think oh now they're just over exaggerating Mm -hmm. i've just got a bit of ibs but it turned out that i had really bad um disease and i was rushed into hospital and They diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis, which is a chronic illness um, of the bowel.
0: So um, so do you still have this?
1: Yeah, it's a lifetime, uh, lifetime illness. Um, There's no cure for it. But um, I didn't realise at the time how serious it was. Um, I had to, yeah, I came back home from uni um, during the holidays and was rushed into hospital. And they were like, literally, we need to um, operate on you because... It's gotten so bad where there's no medicines or anything that can help you with this so it went from like it went really quick um at the time they said you know we don't know the reason why we just know how to treat it and at the time obviously i just wanted to feel better but now i've had time to look back on everything um work through my trauma and healing i realized the stress I put myself under being at New University, moving away from home, being with Lewis, trying to keep it a secret, like a lot of things piled on top of each other and that's why um, I got ill and yeah, that's a big part of my coaching now where I try to tell women, look at how your body's responding to your stress because stress is a silent killer, so that was a big um hurdle I had to get through but that also made me realize I can't carry this anymore and I need to tell my parents so when I told my dad initially he wasn't interested he was just like yeah. you've made your decision you know what do you want me to do about it like why should I meet him um which was heartbreaking because I knew like if he met him they'd get on because they're very um like everyone gets on with us so it, I was just like okay but I wanted them to know because I didn't want it to be a secret anymore like I wasn't ashamed anymore like it wasn't going to be something that's going to stop or you know something that was going to break up like we were serious and my family needed to know that so that was something I really needed to do for myself but luckily um, a week later my dad came to me and was like oh can you um, arrange a dinner for us to meet him I was really confused and I was like okay you literally said last week you don't want to meet him and now you want to have a dinner and he's like he spoke to some people at work who were from different backgrounds different cultures um I think they were like Chinese and uh, white and other backgrounds and they were like if my daughter had come to me and and told me that she's in a relationship and was looking for acceptance and approval like I would see that as such a sign of respect and I'd be so happy if she did that but they don't and they were like your daughter did that and you just shut her down like really think about what you you know what you want if you want this relationship with your daughter and how it's going to go forward so he said that kind of swayed him to mm. think let me see like why she likes this guy and what's going on with it um yeah and then literally from then when they met that was really like a nerve-wracking day mm. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but yeah imagine. they met him and everything uh went really well and then slowly slowly introduced him to the rest of the family so yeah that was us
0: so did they get on with him and like him straight away? From yeah, like
1: everyone was like a bit tense on the first time because, you know, we're all meeting for the first time, but yeah. they had, they realised they had things in common. Like they both like sports, football, you know, when men start talking about football, mm. that's it. They're like gone. And um, yeah. other things had in common. They got a very similar sense of humour, which annoys me. <laughs> So it's like, um, even my mom was like, oh, my God, it's so like funny. You found someone who's like similar to your dad and like, yeah. well, <laughs> even cute, though yeah. he's like a different culture and race. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, they they got on quite well. And uh, Lewis is quite adaptable in those kind of situations where he knows, you know, mm. um, how to like change his behavior and stuff. So, yeah, it was really nice um, that it went really well. And then slowly, slowly, like he would come to like our family parties, events, immediate family um it took me another few years for him to meet the extended family just i think because i was a bit like i don't want to throw him in the deep end because indian families mm. are huge i've got a massive yeah. family um however when i met his family i was thrown in the deep end because when we first went to angola it was for his brother's wedding and literally everyone was there.
0: right and does he have a big family as well
1: yeah he's got so he's got five uncles and they've all got loads of kids, so lots of cousins and stuff. So, yeah, that I found was really similar, really nice in that I felt like I have at home loads of cousins and we all get yeah. on and stuff. And he had the same thing. So, yeah, he was, I think that was helpful as well that he was used to that environment and that kind of vibe of family and family values mm. is something that we both have in common with our families.
0: Yeah. Do you know when you were just telling me about? your dad and how he went away and spoke to his friends at work and so i actually felt a little bit emotional if I'm honest with you because it's like do you know what that is so we forget that our parents are on their own journey as well mm. like it's not like oh I know everything and that's it you know because I'm an adult and I'm a parent like they're on their own journeys and the fact that he was willing to actually you know first of all talk to people and then have that growth and you know I just know it's uh, that so, that is so, so nice. true like in my
1: coaching I talk about intergenerational trauma and I talk about you know how our family our parents our grandparents are from such different times and generations and how they had to survive when they were growing up and what they were taught and mm. what they know
0: yeah
1: that sometimes when we're like oh you're so old-fashioned or you're so like this and you're so like that we can't just judge them because we don't know what they've been through we don't know what they yeah. experienced so um for me, like I learned that after and I think it's a really important part is time and patience is a massive thing especially being in these kind of relationships like I've seen a lot of my cousins where they were disowned um but after like three four five years parents realise actually this isn't this isn't working like this what what's the proper reason I'm actually doing and they start talking again and it really is about time and patience and understanding that not everyone's doing it from a like some just do have like that hate and they don't understand they're ignorant but some are trying to still get it in their mind like okay this is very different how do I how do I like approach this because I don't know I don't know basically and like you said you know for a parent especially I think Indian parents who like to um show that they know everything you know do as I say not as I like I do it's it yeah it was I think a I'm so grateful for him speaking to those people because it really helped uh, me in that situation.
0: Yeah, but it, and it also shows that you are a close family. Like, it's, it sounds to me like you are a close family. Um, am I right? Yeah, definitely. definitely. And, 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 yeah. and that's, I guess, probably the reason why you had such an internal battle of this thing where you made yourself yeah. ill. Because, you know, if, you're, if you are close to your family... And obviously you have this close relationship with someone else, you know, it's worse. I do actually, I know somebody who, um, actually got married is, is is married to somebody of a different religion and the, the parents still don't know. And it's, and this person has actually made themselves ill because it, it will make you ill. It will make you ill, yeah. like you said, and we don't realize holding,
1: it. Holding secrets, holding something inside that you feel, you know, you, you say to yourself, I'm not ashamed or I'm not this, I'm not that, but why then can you not, talk about it is and it's not our fault either it's our cultural expectations and our cultural conditioning that we've been brought up with um that we don't even know is so deep embedded in us that when we make decisions when we think about things the way we think about things is because of that so when you think oh should I do this or shouldn't I do that it's because of when you were younger you would have been told oh girls don't do this or you shouldn't be doing that and then slowly slowly even though you're trying to break out of that shell and become your own person
0: yeah. those things
1: are still in you because that's how you've been warped until yeah. you faced them head-on and that's why you know a part of my coaching is so important because doing that deep work is hard it's really like I had to do it myself before I could start doing it with anyone else you know and it it takes its toll it takes a lot out of you because you're just trying to relearn you're like you like yes. relearning things yeah that you've been taught from such a young age
0: mm. so you're now speaking to me from angola um yeah. and how long have you been there and how did it all happen you moving across the world yeah so we moved um november
1: last year so 2020 so basically um lewis's family all live in angola but he's got one uncle in portugal and um he got a job opportunity, he he loves, he's into basketball and he loves basketball but unfortunately basketball isn't a thing in England, it's not like football where you can get you know quite good jobs and things Mm -hmm. like that so we were talking about you know how he can pursue a career in it and what's the next steps and he was able to um, talk to people in Angola and um, set something up so then we had to have the conversation about well how are we gonna do this? You know, are you gonna go and I stay? Are we both gonna go? Um, how's it gonna work? Because before I had reservations, and this is coming back to just what we were talking about: we're not married. So I always said to him, like, "Oh, there's no way I can move to your family and abroad. Like, we're not married; I'm not allowed to do that." You know, even though we've been living together for like five years, um, the thought of like going abroad and stuff still I was saying to myself oh you know that's only things you do when you're you're allowed to do when you're married so again like catching yourself when you're saying these kind of things it's because that's what I've been told and you know when you're married you're allowed to do this when you're married you're allowed to do that um But yeah, we sat down, we spoke about it, we like, we don't want to be apart, you know, it's horrible being apart. Um, so we made the decision to move and um, try it out. And, you know, it's only for a year at the moment, but we're wanting to see, you know, if it works, we can carry on. If not, you know, there's other options. Um, but telling my family was, it was really heartbreaking because it's such a bittersweet, thing because obviously they're really happy for us you know it's like a next chapter of our lives and we're doing new things but also I'm moving um away yeah and that's something I don't think they saw coming yet